Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside the great man, Justin Garcia, once again. Today, I sent him a text at 8.03 p.m. I got in an hour earlier than I usually do, and he's here with me for today's episode that is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Justin, don't don't say I, I don't ever do anything for you. What, what a gesture that was <laughs> yeah. for me. I like how you even uh, called attention to the timestamp. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very aware because uh, I-, I was sitting there. I just finished recording uh, Locked on AFL and I was like, well, shit, what are we going to talk about today? And I, I, I just watched the, uh, the press conference with John Horst who spoke to the media. and We're going to roll through this. And uh, Frank was tied up again. And I said, you know, Justin, I know that he's had access to this John Horst press conference. Let's, let's do this stuff. It's always a pleasure. Uh, to have you on the podcast and talk basketball, but 24 hours, or depending on when you're listening to this, within 24 hours of moving day, the Bucks are <laughs> this time tomorrow going to be down there, and it's all going to become very real. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's hard to believe that you know, you, it's gone through so many phases. I guess where we were all wondering when is this going to resume? I think, you know, once we got to what May 11th and we were at the two months mark, that's to me when it felt the most bleak where you weren't really sure that two months in, this didn't look like it was slowing down and sports just seemed so, so small on the list of uh, things that we needed at that moment. And then about a month later, we find out, okay, uh, end of July is when they're returning. And then it kind of sets in of, well, man, that's still six weeks away. And, you know, we've just had this anticipation. And now, granted, the games aren't here. But as you said, by the time you're listening to this, the Bucks are probably in Orlando. And then before you know it, we're going to have those scrimmage games starting with against the Spurs. And it'll be July 31 and the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah, two weeks today. Two weeks today, the Bucks are playing a game of basketball against the Spurs, which is just ridiculous to think about. So, Bucks GM. Reigning executive of the year, John Horst, spoke to the media for the first time, uh, I'm going to say since, since early April. It was definitely early in the hiatus when, when Horst last spoke to everyone. And uh, so this was significant. And again, this is the, the type of thing that makes you realize that basketball is back. We're starting to see all these faces again that we haven't for such a long period of time, starting with Giannis a couple of days ago. We've moved into Horst. So I figure we can walk through this conversation. Um, very interesting stuff. We know that as the GM, Horst has been involved in all these discussions with the league over the course of the last couple of months uh, pertaining to trying to get this thing uh, back off the ground. I figure we could start with uh, tampering down in the Disney bubble. Uh, our good friend, our great friend Eric Name, asked the question to John Horst towards the back end of the conference. He mentioned the word Tampa Palooza, which I think was used in someone's article 
uh, back a month or so ago. And it's an interesting point. I mean, we consider that all these players are going to be down there. Uh, they're all going to be stuck in this one location. There's no question they're going to be uh, you know, crossing paths, speaking with each other, and certainly being closer than uh, they normally would for an extended period of time. There's no doubt about that. When it comes to Giannis being down there, we've already always spoke about the fact that uh, perhaps being Greek and not being in that Team USA environment where they spend a lot of time together has been a bonus for him not having these close relationships with the other stars where we've seen a lot of recruiting happen. Do you have any concerns about tampering with Giannis down in the bubble? Uh I- I would, I don't. And I mean, if there is tampering, my concern is more for the safety of the players. (laughs) If that's the case, it seems like, you know, all the protocols will be broken. Um, You know, Frank is obviously a much better expert at this than uh, you or I, but I think, you know, number one, maybe it's just um, wishful thinking or naivete here, but I have always felt that this is where Giannis is going to be long-term and that he will remain uh, with the team for a number of reasons. But what makes it just all the more interesting now, not only for Giannis, but everybody um, this well fall free agency and then in Giannis's class next year is we don't know what the impact is going to be on the league's finances. I mean, we assume it's going to be very negative, but we don't know what that's going to mean for the salary cap. You have to assume it's going down big time and you know with the advantages that are built in for the existing team already does that take some of the other teams that may have hoped to get into the mix does that take them out because finances are not what you assume they would have been six months ago yeah the equation really doesn't change in terms of dollars does it the fact that the bucks can offer him more money i mean that that regardless of what happens in the shrinkage with the cap whatever that may be and you're right frank is is clearly the expert out of us three but uh, that's still going to be the case. It was interesting, John Horst, when he was asked this question, a similar answer from him. He said, absolutely not. I've got zero concerns. And the big thing that he pointed to was the fact that uh, this is 2020, man. Like They don't need to be down in a bubble, hanging out, talking to each other. They can text each other. They can call each other anytime. Like, the technology now, uh, you don't need to be in each other's personal company. Certainly a training camp with Team USA, potentially when you're working together, going against each other day after day after day. But uh, these guys are still competitors. They are going to be separated. And John Horse made the same point uh, that you made, that uh, maybe if there's any real tampering going on, they might be... Uh, violating the social distancing guidelines. So my recommendation to anyone within the Bucks camp, if you see Giannis hanging around with anyone for too long, just ring the hotline. Get on the hotline. Uh, report the opposition player for violating social distancing. That's, that's the only way we can play this, right? Uh, unless they uh, you know, use the setup that the legal have with 2K and just jump on a headset. <laughs> well, that's, that's right. But that's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't have any concerns about uh, this at all. And, and above all else, the, the thing with Giannis to me has always been the fact that uh, he doesn't strike me as a candidate to get uh, involved in this uh, recruiting with all these stars because that's his personality. He wants to beat these people. And I have very little worries that during the middle of a playoff series, when Giannis is trying to win a damn championship for Milwaukee, that he's going to be thinking, hmm, uh, maybe I want to play with this guy uh, next year. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, and look, and ultimately, it, we have said this for, what, a year and a half now? It, it all boils down to winning. That um, 
like we both said, it, it, it's just not the guy that Giannis is, where Giannis, at least from what we've learned from him so far, isn't the guy that's going to look to uh, create a super team or join a super team. He's the throwback from the 80s and 90s that wants to beat you. Um, but the biggest thing is winning. If you continue to win, it, it tells him he's in the best possible spot. So in that sense, it's in Giannis and the rest of his teammates' hands in these next few weeks. All right, Justin, I'm going to jump in and let our listeners know a little bit more about our show sponsor today, rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto or body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box that they know we sent you. That's locked on in the how did you hear about us box. They'll know you came from us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So let's move on to the logistics of the move a little bit. We've seen uh, the trucks, and this is across all sports, really. I mean, you're seeing the trucks that are moving down there uh, to Florida, to the bubble, all the equipment they need. Uh, For those that have been fortunate enough to see uh, the amount of equipment a team might bring on a road trip, um, certainly we see it all the time, Justin, at Fiserv Forum with the road teams, and it's it's methodical. It's planned out to to the absolute nth degree these players are creatures of habit they want their stuff when they're used to getting it there they want their food when they're used to getting it there this is a huge challenge and and horst spoke a little bit about the planning that's gone into that it's been extensive and then he also said listen we're 24 hours away from moving down all these teams are going down there already i'm happy to reveal this because the other franchises right now won't have enough time to plan this if they haven't already but they're going to the steps of bringing some familiar uh, niceties, he called them, from the practice facility down to Disney, whether it's uh, photos that are around the, the practice facility, whether it's sayings that they've got hanging up on the wall, just other familiar items that they're going to put in their practice area, wherever that is down in Disney. I mean, who knows? We haven't seen the full setup uh, yet. To give some sort of familiar familiarity of, of where the Bucks are, where they're going to be practicing, uh, because outside of this, it is going to be very strange. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, it seems like this again, we know this, the mental aspect, uh, the psychological aspect of the bubble is going to be difficult. Uh, I, I guess this is some sort of smart move, right? I mean, as comfortable as the players can be, it has to have some sort of benefit. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed um, from these last few days was um, those comments about what they were doing and um, they singled out, I think, pictures and other things that they had on the wall at the practice facility that they were bringing down there. We've seen um, you know, other teams in the league trying to find ways to, I guess, make it feel more like you're in your home market with shipping over the courts and things like that. Um, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. I guess I'd say I'm indifferent. I appreciate that they're trying to say, okay, let's not make this feel like it's a stale environment and it yeah. is a neutral site, which there's no way around it, but let's see if we can spice it up a little bit. But 
you know, ultimately at the end of the day, that's what it is. And these players are still going to feel like they're on the road. So you can do the little things to try and make it feel not as much like you're on a road trip and you have these familiar things around you. But um, I don't remember if it was you I was talking about this with or somebody else. You know, the biggest thing with home court advantage um, and it's not a knock on, on Bucks fans or any fans, but I don't believe it to be even the in-arena experience. I think the biggest edge that you get is sleeping in your own bed and using your practice facility and not having to go on the road. Those are the edges that pay off more than the atmosphere within the arena. Sure, that can help and put it over the top, but that's the biggest thing that these guys are going to be missing out on now from – uh, basically August until hopefully mid-October for the Bucks. So I guess any way that you can try to chip away at that, you would have to consider a good thing. No question. I mean, since the Bucks moved into Fiserv Forum, uh, the locker room, the home locker room, I mean, how big, How much bigger? I mean, are we, we going to say, and I'm talking strictly the locker room, I'm not talking uh, the showers, I'm not talking the training room, strictly where the lockers are. Would you say, I would have to estimate that the, the locker room now, the locker room area now, Fireserve is what four times bigger than it was at the Bradley yeah. Center. Is that is that seem right? Maybe more. Uh, yeah, four times seems as good. So, um, I mean, how many times were you in the Bradley Center locker rooms? Quite a bit, or just a few? No, like twice. Okay, but you at least saw it. I mean, if you described it, I don't think people would believe you for how antiquated it was towards the end. I mean really all of the Bradley Center. I mean, I, I remember times that final year that the building was open where even, you know, in our broadcast area, there would be things that just stopped working or, or went away completely. And, you know, you would run it up the flagpole and say, hey, uh, this light is out or this isn't happening. And the response would often be, <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to fix it because this building's only going to be open for a couple more months. Uh, I mean, it extended to everything. And they did a good job the last few years to, for lack of a better phrase, put lipstick on a pig, but um, the bowels <laughs> of the Bradley Center and those locker rooms, I mean, stepping into the locker rooms, you felt like you were morphing back into the early 90s and 80s. Yeah, no question. And that's now, uh, the visitors locker rooms and facilities are great, but in terms of space, uh, it's a similar thing. So I would agree with that. When you talk about home court advantage, it's, it's those type of things. Uh, you feel comfortable uh, in your own environment, you used to be in there, you know where everything is, your stuff's there, you leave stuff there. I mean, everything just feels a little bit easier. We've spoke about the fact that the Bucks are traveling down tomorrow, obviously, or, you know, whenever you listen to it, maybe now, maybe now, who knows? It's tough to, to, to talk uh, timeframes while we're recording this. But as far as the traveling party goes, again, we know the Bucks practice facility closed down. Uh, that is going to throw some challenges, some spanner in the works, as I would like to say, in regards to how the traveling party goes down there. 35 people is the amount of people you're allowed to go down there. John Horst did mention uh, that even at this point, they're not sure whether they're going in all, all in one group. It seems highly unlikely that they would be. Um, there's probably going to be separate groups travel down, so we'll keep an eye on how all this looks uh, tomorrow. But I will say... Giannis, and I don't have TikTok, but people put them up on Twitter. You know, people see these things. And Giannis had the TikTok yesterday uh, with Liam and Mariah. So, uh, I, you know, this is this is my extreme gutter level sleuthing, my lowest level sleuthing I can possibly do. But seeing Giannis post TikToks, uh, I at least said, well, okay, it looks like Giannis wasn't the positive test. Are we, is, are we able to say that that is accurate? I don't know. Uh. 
I guess you could deduce that uh, from that's actually some good sleuth work. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, of that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I didn't see anyone bring that up, so I thought uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. But uh, there's no doubt he will be the first guy uh, that everyone's looking for in the photos. Remember, I mean, we all remember what happened in Paris when he he wasn't on that plane, and, and everyone was freaking out for a couple of days there. Uh, man, I, you know, uh, thinking about how long ago Paris was too, and just this season <laughs> overall that thinking about everything that happened in this year and now here we are we're again today tomorrow whatever this is, is is when we're finally resuming it all right it's time to talk a little bit about bobbleheads we know i mean we're all fans of bobbleheads right i mean we love bobbleheads i've got a big collection half of them are stuck in milwaukee right now but i want to talk about our friends at bubbles galore they are the leading bobblehead retailer in the country they have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues, including the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks. They're officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL. You guys have heard me speak about it. They still have the limited quantity Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. I'll also have the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead that's uh, pretty damn cool, in my opinion. They can make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. All you have to do is go to bobblesgalore.com Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get free shipping. That's www.bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll take care of that free shipping. So one of the decisions they've had to make, and John Horst is going down there, and I found this really interesting. I was actually wondering whether this was going to be the case before um, this press conference happened. I said, well, okay, well, you only have 35 people. So let's, let's do some quick math here. So 17 players. Uh, let's say, I don't know, coaches, like let's say seven or eight, like coaching staff perhaps, that already takes you to 25. If you add John Horse, 26, roughly uh, nine uh, equipment staff, certainly training staff, uh, strength and conditioning, those guys are, are going to be as important as, as anyone down there uh, in this bubble over the next few weeks because, uh, next few months I should say, because you know obviously it's been such an unprecedented stretch before leading into playoff intensity basketball we don't know what effect that is going to have on the players bodies and their health we cross our fingers that there's no injuries but this is a challenge right across world sport as they look to return horse said that it did become uh, mandated by the nba that a senior basketball executive had to come so that's a reason why he's going he spoke about the fact that uh, not being able to bring milt newton was really for him, trying to do his job, they work side by side all the time. It was a difficult decision for him not to come, but it's just a numbers game. Uh, when you look at this and you see that and you understand and you think to yourself, okay, who do I, how many people do I normally see at a Bucks game on the staff? You realize uh, this is in itself is a huge challenge. Again, you're talking about guys that are creatures of habits. The players are split up into groups. They have their, their physio that, or, or trainer that they're assigned to. And that's generally the way things work. Uh, there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking going on here. And, and guys are going to be outside of what their normal comfort zone would be. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the staggering part is when they initially release the the numbers. And when we first heard, I think like 30 was around what we first started to hear. Even then, when you knew, okay, roughly around 30 people are who uh, each team is going to start be able to bring. I think at first you thought, well, that, that kind of seems like a lot. And then yeah. you took a step back and thought, wait a minute. So here's the amount of, you know, coaching staff that's there. Here's the amount of media relations and whoever it is that you and I would see and work with on a daily basis. You think about everybody else that's around the team in there and, um, you know, guys like Dustin Godsey and other executives that are at all home games. And, 
John Horst and other executives that are there. And you start to add up all these numbers and realize on any given home game, there's at least 50 to 60, if not more, that are affiliated with the Bucks that are in yeah. the arena, that are around the team. So you're talking about slicing that in half and really trying to figure out how can we take a bare bones approach here and get the guys that absolutely need to be there and every team uh, doing this. It's, you know, the whole experience is, is just going to be interesting because I think there's a lot of things that we took for granted uh, about what was presented to us and how the broadcasts for TV, TV and radio went about that were just second nature that, you know, given logistics, there's no way that's going to happen now. Now, there will be other changes, and we're still kind of waiting to see what those are, but I know Adam Silver has uh, hinted at there's going to be a lot of unique things happening that we haven't seen before, um, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that maybe you've grown accustomed to that it's just not feasible now. Yeah, so one point Horst did make is that he hopes uh, down the line, and this is going to be interesting, I mean, they have to first get all these teams down there and and be healthy and get this thing off the ground. He did mention later on in the piece, maybe they'll be able to get some more uh, people down there, some more staff down there, some more numbers, um, yeah, providing, and we cross our fingers that this thing is, is going well at the time because uh, it is the start of July. I mean, the, the NBA finals are going to be in October. This is a, this is a long period. He, he spoke about that as well and said, listen, I, I understand um, that we're going to be in a hotel for three months and, and that's a hell of a long time uh, to be there. But uh, listen, we're in Disney. We're in a really nice hotel. The NBA is providing all these facilities. Which brings me to the next point, and that's the food. All over Twitter yesterday, uh, Troy Daniels, I think, was one of the players that, that put some photos up, but we've seen um, some other ones. Joe Ingalls had an yeah, interesting-looking meal today. It, it didn't look great, uh, to, to be perfectly honest. Uh, what was okay. your reaction to no, the wait food? A minute. Go, 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 go. <laughs> it didn't look great, sure, but it didn't look bad. And, you know, no. your guy, Joe Ingalls, I remember months ago when Joe Ingalls had the statement of, I am prepared to never play again and return home to Australia and just be with my family. Um, and yet here he is. I remember saying at the time, anybody that uses the words, I am prepared to, is absolutely not prepared to do whatever follows that. And you need to call their bluff. But uh, w- the picture of Joe Ingles tweeted, and really all the pictures we've seen, but one, it's not awful. I mean, I know get, like what we saw with Firefest, uh, everybody is kind of, taken to those extremes now whenever food is involved it's nowhere near as bad as you'd be led to believe of cafeteria food uh and i forget who it was but somebody with a league said themselves that it's all going to change starting thursday and going forward when there's more caterers i believe being brought in and the food selection is going to be different because everybody's there um look it's not your individualized team chefs and you're not able to go out to the restaurants you're accustomed to but it's not like they're giving you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, the players just aren't using the filters. We know this is 2020. You've got to put a filter on that food and it's going to be looking fantastic. But Horse said, actually, that uh, he said, quote, the food, not as nelly, as bad as they look in photos. He pointed to the fact that in the next week, as players get down there and they're working out and they're doing these um, scrimmages, practices leading into the preseason games, he said they're going to have private chefs. There's going to be restaurants available for them to go to, uh, in-room offerings as well if they don't want to leave the room. Uh, he said, listen, l- months ago, food was at the top of our priorities. We were very concerned about how these athletes were going to eat. Uh, we, again, we know, Justin, we say, I mean, these guys eat some pretty damn good food uh, at the game. So 
they're used to a, a standard and you can say whatever you want about that, but they are. Uh, but Horst said that food, out of all the things they were discussing, and I reckon he might have been putting a little bit of mayo on this one, but he said, out of all the things that the, that filled the discussions with the league, daily conversations, you said food might have been the number one topic uh, out of all of those. They were very concerned and making sure the players are going to eat well. So he said, uh, listen, let's, let's just relax a little bit. I think the guys are going to be fine from food-wise. Food was uh, number one and uh, getting access to that NBA 2K lounge was number two, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say when he said that, I'm like, okay, well, um, probably the, the health was number one, John. Come on. Right. I, mean, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think food was, but listen, I get the point you're trying to make. But I, I agree with you overall. I think they're going to be fine. Mark Stein was, funnel, funnily enough, he was the one that said uh, the food changes after they go through this 48-hour quarantine. And Donovan Mitchell quote tweeted and said, how do you know? Or something like that. But the players seem pretty fired up. But yeah, I, I think um, comparatively to how us uh, normal people eat, I think they're going to be doing just fine. So I certainly am, am cool with the people out there on Twitter that were saying, okay, let's just relax, fellas. Like you're in, you're in a decent spot down there. Uh, getting paid a lot of money. Uh, the food's going to be fine. And you know that. Let's not, uh, let's not get too carried away after the first few hours. Well, I was going to say, I mean, not to, not to sound too selfish here inside baseball, but I've had the same concern over what our setup is going to be, thinking about what are they going to do for I, – I still don't know <laughs> TV-wise if, you know, Jim and Zora yeah. and uh, Marcus and crew, if they're going to be in the arena or if they're going to be out of their studio, I would believe they're in the arena. Um, but, you know, you got to figure it's going to be – the th- me and, and Ted and our engineer Ryan on radio, the TV staff, if they're there, and you know, I would guess one to two media relations people, but there can't be more than 15 to 20 people in that building. Uh, I mean, just walking into an empty Pfizer forum uh, is going to be an experience in itself, but you know, you, I mean, you know what the experience is like on game day. It is going to be a far cry from that. You would have to assume for all the amenities that you know, we're offered when we're there. Hey, you should be plenty of food in the media room. You'll be just fine. <laughs> you won't have to worry about getting down there uh, two hours before the game starts so you can so you can get a meal. So it's going to be fantastic. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> All right. NBA news. Before we wrap this up, the big news of the day, Jamal Crawford signing with the Brooklyn Nets. How do we feel about this? Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, I guess, nostalgic to see <laughs> Jamal Crawford put up 50 on the Bucks in the first round. And actually, uh, this is breaking news too, as Sean Serrani had just tweeted out, Michael Beasley is going to be signing with the Nets as well. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I didn't, I missed that tweet. So that's, uh, that is some good breaking news for the podcast, Justin. Appreciate that. And we, we all love Bees. He was there in that season that uh, at times really was forced to take over the offense. I think he'll always uh, be a, a fan favorite here in Milwaukee, but Brooklyn are decimated. We know that. I'm kind of shocked that they're going down this path, though. I mean, at this point, is Michael Beasley going to come back and, and have this triumphant NBA return? No, not really. Is Jamal Crawford going to be an actual impact player? No. Uh, do you think that that's going to swing a series against the Bucks? I would hope not. So you, it's kind of curious to me that they aren't going down the path of taking someone, uh, maybe from the G League, that they can find a, a hidden gem here. That would seem like the smart move to me. If I was a Nets fan, I'd be like, what are we doing? What are we actually doing here? It seems like a strange... Uh, play for them to go go down this route it's not gonna swing the series as, as you said but you know I mean Jamal Crawford could swing a quarter or a half just like we saw um 
earlier in that game in the, the Suns game where <laughs> it was Jamal Crawford heating up that really uh, turned things around for them in a victory at the advisor forum. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, it, it makes maybe one of the games a lot more competitive or more interesting, but I would still, if that is who the Bucks end up drawing, I would still expect a four-game sweep. No question, uh, but it is moving day. So if you're interested in what's going on around the rest of the NBA, don't forget to check out the Locked On NBA podcast daily. That one is dropping, as is Locked On Bucks, of course. Justin, next time we speak, uh, the guys are going to be down there. And uh, I know we've mentioned it a few times here, but it's kind of crazy to think about, as always. I appreciate you taking my uh, my call and jumping on to talk a little bit of Bucks. Anytime. It's, it's, it's going to be here before you know it. No question. And uh, I have got a guest lined up for tomorrow. I mean, uh, I've, I've had to go back into full-on um, quarantine mode here on the, po- uh, on the podcast. We don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks. We expect there's going to be plenty of news. But look out, Sam Fasini, one of the foremost draft experts. Uh, he's over at The Athletic. He's going to come on. We're going to talk a little bit of Dante DiVincenzo. We'll project forward a little bit. We'll keep our one eye on the draft, remembering the Bucks are going to have a, a decent selection considering where they're actually posted standings this season. So uh, keep a lookout for that podcast tomorrow. And, of course, we'll give you any news that's happening from the Bucks as they arrive down in Disney. The Lopez brothers probably getting no sleep tonight. They cannot wait to get down there. Justin and myself, Kane Pittman, we'll speak to you guys tomorrow.